Hello ladies, come on in, it's the church lady, and we about to have our morning cup of coffee. Come on in, sit down and have yourself a seat. You alright this morning? Alright, so am I. And you know what? I have a hot topic that I want to talk about. Praise dancers in the church. Now, I know some of y'all might be over the praise dancers. And I know some of y'all might be dance instructors. Hey, some of y'all might even be on the praise team. I'm just going to say what a whole bunch of us is thinking and you know this is not to offend anyone it is simply to discuss a matter now is that alright with y'all if we just discuss a matter without anyone personalizing this I hope so I hope that that's alright with y'all this morning now I want to talk about um, because I understand that uh, there are different levels of praise dancing you know and then there's different um, times this is utilized but I, I, I first I want to talk about and cover Uh, Because I I think this is going to have to be like a series. Okay? It's going to have to be like a series. I'm going to have to come and continue this. I don't believe I'm I'm going to be able to discuss this all in one setting. No, I don't. So it's going to have to be like a series. Now, as I was saying, I understand that there are different levels, okay, and different in different uh, classes I understand there are youth um, and even in that there are different classes there there's men okay uh, and then I'm not sure um, when it is is praise dancing something that I don't know only because it's dancing um, for women because I don't really see a lot of uh, men and I know there's a lot of men that that dance Um, I know one particular uh, ministry that has a man and he's a uh, I believe he leads up he's a great dancer and I believe he leads up uh, their dance ministry and also um what about mimes? Because what I have noticed is that uh, most of the time, um, praise dancers are female, and mimes are male. And um, and I've seen uh, you minds and I've also seen adult minds I've seen men who mind 
okay uh, I've seen praise dancers that were uh, little children preteens teenagers young adults adults and senior women yeah I know I've seen them hey I've seen it over the years I have seen a lot of praise dancing and in my scene all of these different praise dancing I am just trying to figure out where in ministry or what part or portion does praise dancing come under. You know, because I have also seen people that are praise dancers that call themselves ministers. You know, and that, and that's just a, a, a that's a title. Okay. We are all ministers. Every last one of us, we are all ministers. So, that is a title and I believe that all born again believers at some point should not just be pew setters, but also come to a place of maturity in their gift where they are ministering. Okay, that's understood. That's understood. Is that understood by y'all? Okay. Um, I have seen where praise dancing is instituted in within the service, and it has a meaning. Now, now, what's kind of strange, I guess, to me is uh, I understand when normally the choir sings. Okay, at that point, um, there are praise dancers out there. I get it. I get that part. But I also notice that there are um, services and times when praise dancing has been incorporated into other areas of the service. And it it has become an entity in and of itself, something separate. So it's not something that takes place while the choir is singing. Now it has taken on a form where um, there may be certain songs that the choir uh, doesn't sing or there may be a particular praise dance that uh, accompanied by a particular song that has a particular message that they would like to minister in. I get it. I get it. I just want to talk about how this thing um, has metamorphosized in the church. Praise dance. And when it's being done, uh, the parties that are doing it. Now, 
excuse me, I don't see a lot of elderly or mature, I'm not going to say elderly, mature women doing it and it's almost when you do see them do it (coughs) out of all of the different dances that take place but when you see them do it it's just a tad bit more spiritual if you get what I'm saying now when young women do it I noticed there's something that I noticed about when the young women do it and that is that their movements and 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 you know Yes, I am going to talk about ballet. I'm going to talk about, um, what can we call it, Um, hip-hop and jazz, you know, dancing. And I'm going to talk about them as examples so that we stay focused on, you know, what the elephant in the room is. And the elephant in the room is crazy dancing in the church. When the ballerinas dance, their movements are synchronized. It's fluid. It's fluid. The movements are very fluid, very delicate very soft very compelling mesmerizing when you see a jazz a dancer dancing you notice that their movements also are very let's say I'm trying to think of a word that could all of the twirls and all of the leaps that are very classy Um, there is no words and the dancers are able to relay emotions through the movements of their arms and their legs and their torsos they're able to relay emotions with these movements. 
you understand what I'm saying? You you, you get it? Cause I, I I'm I'm trying to distract, describe the thing of what I've just noticed. I don't know if any of y'all have ever been to a ballet, a professional ballet. I'm not talking about the ballet where somebody's learning and you go to a recital. I'm talking about a professional ballet where there's a ballet company performing If you haven't um, and you enjoy praise dancing in the church, I would say that you probably should go. Because it's a very moving and amazing thing to see and experience. To watch these dancers move their bodies in a way that causes you to feel and understand you know a certain church is different. It's different. It should be spiritual. Now we understand that ballet is physical. It's a, a it's not a spiritual thing. It is a it is a thing of the world. It is a thing of the flesh. But why is it that they are able to invoke all of these different emotions. Why is that? Here's a quick disclaimer, ladies. I'm driving. And so that's my GPS. I apologize. Sometimes I'm talking are recording something during the time that I'm driving. And it is uh, the GPS that you hear, so forgive me. Now, as I was saying, when these ballet dancers, jazz dancers are uh, 
dancing and using their bodies um, to evoke um, and produce in the watcher or what it does produces in them because the dancer is able to take all that they have emotionally through the vibrations of the music and relay it with the movements of their body. You get what I'm saying? Of what's taking place. Praise dancers. When praise dancers perform in the church, shouldn't their object at least, if not surpass that which the ballet dancer or the jazz dancer is able to do seeing that their dancing is to inspire spiritual something spiritual something of God I just noticed that and most of the time these are are, are this praise dancing see this this dancing thing in the in the church that has now been incorporated into uh, the church service and now has begun to hold uh, its own in that it is not necessarily always accompanied when the choir is singing. Now, my understanding of praise dancers is that when the choir sings, that's the time that the praise dancers would come up because, let's think about it. The choir comes in at the beginning of service and it, it does what? What is the purpose of the choir? The purpose of the choir is to usher the people in to the throne, to the throne room, to the place where God is, right? I mean, this is what, from my understanding, because the scriptures say, come into my presence with thanksgiving and praise. And then we have all these different songs that's, that, 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 that talks about that. We have all these different scriptures. So we, we understand that that is the purpose and the reasoning of the choir is to usher in the people into the throne room. Right? So it's like a, a, a procession. So all of the people have come to gather before the Lord. And the Lord is sitting on his throne the king is sitting on the throne and the people have come to worship at his feet and we come into his courts and so the singers the heralders job is to go before the people 
singing praises to the Lord, to the King of Kings, who sits on the throne. And the people are following behind them. And then you have the dancers who are dancing, the flaggers who are flagging. And I don't want to leave the flaggers out because sometimes the dancers, they're dancers too, but in the dance, they play and have different positions. Some of them are flaggers and some of them are lead dancers. And, and so everyone has their position in this procession that's leading the people to the throne where the King of Kings sits. It is an introduction to the king. It is to get the minds and the hearts of the people focused to experience as they are approaching the throne. It is to get them into a place where their thoughts, their minds are totally in line and in sync with the spirit of God. The king who sits on the throne. Whose spirit as the singers are singing and the dancers are dancing and the flaggers are flagging, calls out to the people and beckons them and says, come. That's the purpose. I mean, that's, you know, what I've been taught. Now, if this is what's taking place, everything must be in excellence because this is the purpose of this am I right about this now what is going on with the people when the praise dancers that we are allowing in such a vital role because we are saying oh they just learning where they're young but we have allowed them in the position to minister to go before the people and now it has 
separated. It has become something else. Where now we are allowing praise dancers in the service and other portions of the service. What is this all about? What is it all about? Really? Really? What is it all about? And so then you say, well, uh, it's praise dancing and there ain't it. They don't. No, 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 no. Let's let's just stay in line with the word of God and how and the purpose Because when we began to do these other things, it no longer becomes godly. It becomes a thing that we have allowed to happen and take place. And it begins to profane the holy thing that God has set in place. Sometimes we don't know the difference between what's holy and what's unholy. And that's what I want to talk about. Now understand something. This is not about judgment this is about what's holy and what's not holy plain and simple There are things that are taking place in our churches that we are doing and we are allowing as leaders because we have a personal agenda. And the agenda has nothing to do with serving God, but more with serving up our own flesh. It has more to do with us than it has to do with him. Now, we may not want to admit that. Because in our minds, we're going to rewrite what is holy and what is not holy, even though God has already given the precepts under which we must do all things. We're going to interpret 
the command of God into a place where we are able to express ourselves comfortably. Because the way God has it, that makes us uncomfortable. Holy and unholy. Profane and what's not profane. You know what? Over in the book of Leviticus, the laws are given. And in these laws that God gives the church, well, not the church, the children of Israel, not the church, he is explicit in what he tells them that is holy and what's not holy and what can be done and what can't be done. Over in the book of Galatians and Ephesians, Paul also discusses things in the flesh and in the spirit which should be done and things that shouldn't be done. And I'm just wondering about this praise dance that I continue to see and I continue to see it change and go from one level to another. I'm just saying. Because everything you see ain't holy. Everything you see ain't holy. Everything somebody is putting out there ain't holy. And that's why when you go into these ministries and these churches, you got to be careful. You got to be careful what you allow. And what you stand in agreement with. What you saying amen to. And what you clapping to. If you don't agree with it, are you in doubt or it seems kind of strange and you have prayed at that time that is going on and, and God didn't show you clearly or speak right back to you, then I would just say, be ye still until you know that it's God. <laughs> Be ye still. Because when it's God, you will know it. And if you have to be in doubt about it, then it's, if there's something in it that makes you question, then you know. 
probably should. More or less. Be safe. It's better to be safe than sorry. Because following the wrong thing that's up to the throne of grace, following the wrong fire, because in these churches, there is strange fire being offered up on the altar to God. Even though, like I said, we have been taught by the word what is excellent that we should be offering up to God. We already been taught that. When you have young women dressed in different garb, jumping and leaping and twirling their bodies around. It should be something different. It should not look like the world. It should be different. It should not look like the world. See, the world shouldn't look like the church. I mean, the church shouldn't look like the world. The world should be looking like the church. Yeah, that's what I want to say. That the church shouldn't be looking like the world but the world should be looking like the church amen you know when these young people are dancing and you know, this is to you troop leaders or crew leaders or dance leaders. This is specifically to y'all. This be here by what I'm about to say. Stop dressing these people. like they performing on in Las Vegas. Stop it.
what holy is. Dressing these young women, choosing when y'all are are choosing, and and then you you know, are you are you guys really you know? Hey, I know what you're saying, but I'm telling you what, it ain't just me. That's sin, cause I see the same thing, and like I said, I have watched a plethora of all of these different dancers at all of these different churches, different denominations, and I continue to see a theme, the same theme, and the theme that I see is not holiness. The one thing, regardless of whatever denomination you are, that that should be clear in all of these praise dancers is holiness. Because when you see ballet dancers, I don't care what troupe they're from, what country they're from. There is a theme of delicateness with ballet dancers. There is a theme with jazz dancers of dramaticness. What is the thing with praise dancers in the church? Across the board. Should it or should it not be holiness? If it should or should not be holiness, why are these movements so jerky why is all of the praise dancing praise dancers why are there movements so forceful why is there not a softness within their movements. What's up with that? No softness, forceful, almost looks violent. And the ones who are dancing that I can see the expressions on their face Why are the expressions on their face always one of pain? I just, you know, these are questions that I have that I'm asking because I, I, I noticed this continuously thing. And I'm asking these questions because some of this stuff is starting to look ritualistic to me. I'm wondering who's inspiring these um, leaders who are training and teaching these young girls to dance like this. I'm really wondering what spirit is operating behind uh, this because it is a theme that I continue to see no matter the denomination 
that I go into and there are praise dancing. And I'm noticed that praise dancing is moving, has moved away from um, choirs and has become a separate entity uh, within the service. And so I'm asking these questions, but what's going on? And I ain't the only one asking these questions. That's why I'm having this conversation. And so, ladies, thank you for coming in. And I know some of y'all done drank two cups of coffee on this one. <laughs> but the church lady. Remember, you heard it here. It ain't always about you. It's the church lady. And it ain't always about you. Hello, ladies. Come on in. It's the church lady. Ready, willing, and able. Grab a seat. But first, pour yourself a cup of coffee and get comfortable. Because this is really going to be interesting. And like I promised, we are going to continue our conversation about praise dancers. That's right, ladies, praise dancers in the house. Yep. Conversation that we must have. And picking up on where I left off, I want to talk about how in the house of God, praise dancers are being utilized and how they are now being um, presented as part of the service and different portions of the service. Um, how I have noticed that when we have all of these man-made traditions and um, how now praise dancing has become uh, a performance. That's right, ladies, you heard it here. Yes, I said it. Praise dancing in the house of the Lord has become a performance where we are now taking what God has put into play and using it in a different dimension. And and and, and what do you say? Well, 
Well, church lady, what are you talking about? We we use and praise dancing in a in a different dimension. Well, because now it has become a performance. Meaning that people are like you can go to an appreciation service and they got praise dancers. You can go to uh anniversary and there are praise dances I mean I've seen praise dancers in the service during uh prayer during conventions during the service not as we are being ushered into the presence of the Lord but as a performance and when that happens when that takes place like that I'm watching the movements of the praise dancers. And I just noticed that um, their movements are not fluid. It's like I, I continue to see the same thing no matter where I go at, no matter what denomination or what the program is. I continue to see the same thing and, uh, uh, everywhere. It's like the looks on their faces and uh, their their movements are, are very, uh, they're almost, you know, I don't, I can't really figure out another way to explain it, uh, but to say violent. Okay, so you know how when people are fighting, say two people are fighting, I mean, they have an, a, a rock them, knock them, sock out, drag out. Okay, their arms are flailing everywhere with force. Okay, I I hear some of these songs and I see the look on some of these uh, praise dancers' faces and I see how they're moving their head and I seen how they are throwing their arms out. It's like a fight. It's like a fight. Okay, so I hear you talking about, well, the song that they may be singing and expressing, you know, uh, no, uh-uh, no, uh-uh. These songs, these praise dancers are, are singing to are songs describing uh, breakthrough, okay, breakthrough. Okay, uh, shouldn't, I, I, I do understand that in order to get to breakthrough that you have to fight. Okay, you have to fight, right? How 
I mean, because let's just stay, let's stick with the word, right? Are we going to stick with the word or are we going to stick with what the singer, the song, the, the songstress are, is singing about? Because some of these songs that we are singing are not biblically correct. But we singing them because they sound good to us. And they make us feel good. Almost like, you know, uh, 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 I want to get the scripture right. Um, those having itchy ears. Because they want a watered down word. A watered down gospel. So their ears are itchy. Maybe somebody can comment on that and um, tell me that scripture that I'm, I'm thinking about. But I know if there's any uh, scholars out there, y'all know the scripture that I'm thinking about right now. And I just can't call it. Um, I know it, but I can't call it. And I don't want to um, actually say the wrong thing here. Because there's a point that I'm trying to make. So when they're dancing and they're, the song is uh, describing a breakthrough. Okay, 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 let me, okay, picture this. So there's a dancer whose head is going up and down and both of her arms are going almost in a windmill circular motion and she's throwing out. In front of her is another praise dancer who has flags. And the flags, she is also waving the flags She's got two flags in both of her hands and she's doing them in a way flagging where they don't um, collide and it looks, you know, it's in union. Okay, I get it. The song that they're singing about is something like, okay, when you come into the presence of the Lord. So I get it. The, the, the flagger is supposed to be the presence of the Lord, the Shekinah glory of the Lord, and the dancer when she she dances and she moves and the flag has these flags that are overhead. Now the flagger is actually standing up. They're utilizing, you know, the whole area in the front um, of the church and kind of standing up on top of the uh, pulpit. And the dancer is like off down on the floor. So while she's flagging, these flagging, these flags are up above her head, and she's under them. Okay, so that's the presence of the God of the Lord, the Shekinah glory of the Lord, and the dancer is coming, you know, to the the yard, to the Lord. But while the dancer is coming into the presence of the Lord, um. She's doing her arms, like I said, like a windmill. And she's hitting, and she's hitting, and she's hitting out, and she's hitting out. She don't have her hands balled up. She's got her 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 her, her palms up, 
um, extended. And every time she comes around and as she comes down, her hands open up, her fingers are spread. Okay, so she's coming into the presence of the Lord. Is that what that is? But her arms and she's bowed down and she's doing this and she's got her head down and her arms are going over her 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 arms are going over her back because she's bended down and she's felt you know like windmilling and um y'all know what i'm talking about when windmilling okay uh and then she begins to back up so the flagger is still flagging uh and she begins to back up you know and and all this is interpreted okay all of this is interpreted in um the song um that they are dancing to with the words and see this is what i was talking about before when i was talking about um jazz dancers because in jazz there is no words but these dancers are able to use their bodies to communicate along with the music and the vibrations that the music is sending out a message. Then sometimes the message may be a message of relief, pain, breakthrough, without any words. They are able to get across to you a emotion and feeling. Now, praise dancing. So I'm watching this. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, if the flagger is the Shekinah glory and is representing the presence of God and the dancer is coming into the presence of God but then she's throwing her arms and she's fighting and she's backing up I'm trying to figure out what's going on you know and I know some of y'all say oh yeah that's good that's good that's good that's good But me, I'm not getting it. No, really, I'm not getting it. And, and let me tell you why I'm not getting it. I'm not getting it because The presence of the Lord is a light unto my pathways. Even though there may be, I mean, when you, don't we say he, we're coming out of darkness into his marvelous light? And I understand the transition. But isn't there a peace that overwhelms you when you come into the presence of the Lord? 
and all of that fighting should be ceasing? Shouldn't the expression of the dance be softer? To match the glory of God? Doesn't the word say that I will fight your battles? And the more, and, and this is why I said we, we have to talk about this because the more I think about it, the more I'm understanding why this is going on. Because people are fighting out. Oh, Hey, hallelujah. People are fighting in the presence. In people are fighting in the presence of God. No, women are fighting in the presence of God. And they still fighting. That ain't where the fight is in the presence of God. Why are you still fighting in the presence of God? Hmm. What about let the Lord fight your battles? What about an I will fight your battles? What about thy rod and thy staff will protect me? Fighting in the presence of God. Huh. Is that what's taking place? I'm just saying, you know, we just talking, we just talking. We just talking. Iron sharpened iron, right, ladies? Iron sharpened iron. And we just talking about praise dances in the church and how they being utilized and the message. That is being sent. You know, that's all I'm talking about. Praise dancers in the church and how they being utilized, what's being done and what's not being done and how it's being done. the difference that is being seen of how praise dancing is being utilized within the church 
and meaning makes me want to understand what they trying to do what's the purpose and what's the point of it because again I'm asking myself I'm no longer looking at the dancers because like many things principles are the same situation might be different but it operates under the same principle so you have a group of people who are put together in order to accomplish a goal so then I have to ask myself okay so if these group of people are being put together to accomplish a goal then who is it that is doing the putting together you know it always go back to leadership don't it it always go back to leadership it always go back to the head of whatever it is you may not be the head of the church but uh being the head of the dance troupe definitely the principle is the same operate in the same way that you would as the leader the pastor see leadership principles are applied to leadership not just any one set of leadership but the principle of it should be applied all the way across the board whether you lead in the choir the dance the praise dancers the usher board the deacon board the church the principle of it should be the same so I have to ask myself who are you leaders that institutes all of these motions that are becoming tradition who are you who are you And why are you allowing these traditions, these motions, to become traditions in which by the church is operating? It is becoming a thing of let's say fashion which is why praise dancers are now becoming praise dancing has become a performance during 
the church service. That's what it has become, a performance during the church service. And these leaders are allowing this. Now, there's a saying, great minds think alike. Remember, I, I, I talked about principle. See, the principle of a lot of things remain the same, even though the situations are different. And so in remembering this, because there are certain rules and regulations and laws that regardless do not change. They don't change. There are some things that are what they are because there are laws put in place. There's a law put in place that the sun rises every morning. Doesn't matter what day of the week it is, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, but the, the law that the sun is going to rise takes place regardless. Not only do it take place regardless of what day of the week it is, it takes place no matter what time it is. And time is relevant. Time is relevant. On so many different levels. And this is the time in which praise and dancing is being used in the church as a performance. I know some of y'all saying, well, it's ministry. Let me ask you something. If it's ministry, is anybody being saved because of a praise dance? <coughs> Excuse me. I mean, really, come on, let's talk about it. Is anybody being saved because of a praise dance? Is anybody being brought to salvation? I'm not talking about emotionalism. I'm not talking about people crying and, and people being convicted. I'm talking about it's praise dancing bringing anybody to salvation. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, I told you. Some of y'all ain't gonna be in agreement with me on this. And I'm good with that. I'm good with that. One of the purpose of the well experiences for me to stretch the maturation in you. Because we must come to a place of maturity in Christ. Where we're no longer 
babes drinking milk. Where we are able to consume the full unadulterated word of God as women of God. It is the place that God wants us to be. He wants us to not stay children and become daughters. He wants us to walk in sonship. become heirs through adoption. He don't want us to take stay children. And again, this ain't always about you. You hear me? This ain't always about you just talking, having a little coffee, that's all, having a little coffee, discussing the things that concern the women of God, that's it, and this subject just happened to be praise dancing. That's why I said, I don't think I'm going to be able to talk about this in no one session. Just ain't going to happen. We're going to have to talk about this several times. Yeah, several times. Because there's so much going on inside of this one So much going on. There's so much going on inside of this one situation in the church that I continuously see over and over. And I don't know who may or may not have some of the same questions I have or may or may not um, want to know. Maybe it might be clear to some of y'all. Might be real clear. I just want to get some clarity for some more people that I've talked to that had the same mind set and thoughts about praise dancing that they haven't seen and observed over the years and how it has transformed and the place that it now is compared to what it was. And I understand, like many of you understand, that the church, the, the ecclesia, is in a different place than what it was then. 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 5 years ago. 
But this stuff I just seen like last week. Okay. Yeah, I just seen this stuff last week. This stuff I'm talking about. Okay. I be really, really It just seems to me that what's going on in the body seems to be a bit off to me. Seems to be off. Seems to Well, you know, I hear somebody saying a permissive will of God. We sure are throwing this term around a lot when we want to be able to utilize something that is worldly. They're permissive. Well... Before that's how God, the perfect and the perfect will of God, you know, that's you know, in the perfect will of God, that a thing that um, God, you know, has instituted for us in His perfect will, but you know, because His perfect will is not being done. This is the way we have to do it. So he's allowing uh, us to do it this way. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. I hope y'all really, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say it a whole bunch of times. Really, 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 really. Believe that. Cause you know it's trash, right? know it's trash throw that stuff away that's trash that's what we do when we want to justify sin and I'm going to call it sin because if it's a fleshly behavior that operates in the in opposition to God, then it's sin. But church lady, how can uh, 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 praise dancing, uh, 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 how can that be sin? You know, this is why I said that Observing some of these things, I'm beginning to watch the spirit that's manifesting, not the spirit that you say is being done in. I'm talking about the spirit that I see. The spirit that's manifesting when these dancers are dancing. Now, I know some of y'all 
don't have that type of discernment and you sleep this is what happens when you mess with spiritual stuff the people of God don't seem like they really understand the power that they have and so they use the, these powers not knowing or understanding the gift. And doing things ritualistic. Invoking spirits. If you do something and you open doors and you are invoking spirits and you are not mature enough to contain that which you have opened the door to then when something else attaches itself to it and you allow it to enter in and you expose others the consequences are devastating oftentimes they are you know what I have noticed a lot of young people when they're dancing begin to cry yeah. some people be saying that's oh they crying because they're being moved by the spirit <laughs> Women of God, wake up. Wake up. Wake up. That's all I'm saying is wake up. Wake up. This ain't nothing new. This ain't nothing new. All these all these ritualistic dances that you are thinking that um, it's being inspired of God. You know what? I got a question. those of y'all who saying uh, yeah she do no she didn't know she was deceived go back to Sunday school get understanding on what deception is so you can understand my point So 
wondering if when the thought first came into Judah's mind did he know that it was Satan who was manipulating his thoughts deception did he know it was Satan who was manipulating his thoughts deception and so those were points that I was making in order to bring about this understanding in what I am saying these dances these rituals these rituals that are being played out in the presence of the saints during worship because you can look and you can see can look and you can see and you need to be very careful because many of us know the young person we know the mother and so our accolades are not out of place of discernment our accolades are coming from a place of attachment. Lord, help us. Lord, help the women of God. Because we have become attached so many ritualistic acts that we are unable to rightfully divide what is and what has moved from being holy to profane. are not discerning and this is why
we are seeing things like we are seeing in the church. I mean, we just talking about it. We just talking about it. We just talking about it. Don't nobody have to try to get upset. Sorry about that, y'all. Y'all know I'm in my car, I'm driving. So, ladies, this has been another wonderful visitation with the church lady. I love it when y'all come, sit a while, and some of y'all ain't even scared. Some of y'all are sit and drink two, three cups of coffee. I enjoy your company. Really, I do. I enjoy your company. And so remember, you heard it here first. It ain't always about you. <laughs> the church lady.